Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. I'm your host David, and we'll be the NCP crew. Richo. I does whatever a spider can. And Crystal. What can a spider do? <laughs> All sorts of things. You'd be well, surprised. He can beat Wolverine in a fight. That's what he can do. As a throwback to our very first Contest Champions. So as, as you'll notice, uh, we didn't introduce Luke in at the start there because we he's not like, here. Because we don't like um, him anymore. Well, we already knew in advance that Luke wasn't <laughs> going to be with us for episode 111. So 111. Uh, but he's also decided to ditch us for this episode as well. What's that about? Uh, he doesn't like us either. It's uh, really just, a win-win it's situation. Mutual, mutual hatred. Yeah, basically. It's just wrong. No, he, just, he just said, you're all wrong, and he stormed out. Basically. <laughs> but that's okay, because uh, we've replaced him with our very special guest crew member, Silhouette. Oh, hello. Why am I waving? Hello. <laughs> Don't worry, we do that all the time. Yes. <laughs> the number of visual gags we've done on this show that none of the listeners will ever know about. Just amazing. So we've mentioned Silhouette before, obviously, but uh, she, for those who don't know, she is our pop culture reporter and uh, joins me at the conventions in order to do our cosplay videos and stuff for NCP TV. Very exciting. <laughs> She's still asleep. That's right. <laughs> you will hear cracking open of another V-can in a second, so if he... That's just me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, so Luke not being here, he misses out, because this, for this episode, we're de- dedicating the entire episode to the magnificent, the amazing Spider-Man. Isn't it spectacular? No. Or amazing. astonishing? It's amazing. Or superior? <laughs> Or web of, <laughs> or, or web of, or team up, Marvel Tales. I'm still smarting from missing out. <laughs> He's lucked out. <laughs> lucked out. No, Spider-Man, yeah. the greatest hero of all time. Well, the great thing is, is that Luke's actually uh, not really a big Spider-Man fan. I've tried to uh, convince him otherwise, but. Um, you got to remember, he started reading comics during the 90s, which was a dark, dark time for Spider-Man. He's not <laughs> a Spider-Man fan. He's not a fan of the Big Lebowski. He's not a fan of anything. <laughs> Why is he even on the show? <laughs> Batman. Batman. Batman, Batman yeah. Bat- 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 Batman, Sherlock Holmes, um, The Shadow. Bloody Batman. That's about it. <laughs> I don't know. Don't worry, when you do the all-Batman special, we won't get him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing an all-Batman special. <laughs> favoritism. It Spidey is, favoritism. It is, it is favoritism. <laughs> Where's the, where's the all Scarlet Witch episode that I've been requesting? <laughs> Maybe like 15 minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> Let's uh, move on with the show. First up, we've got some news, just very, very quick news, because uh, I want to get into some Spidey stuff, but uh, I do have to mention it just because it's, it's quite sad, but uh, Richard Keel uh, has passed away, and uh, been better, obviously better known as Jaws from the, the James Bond films. Uh, but also not made the him. shark. Not the... No. <laughs> no. The giant henchman with the steel teeth. I know that guy. <laughs> uh, he was, he's a lovely guy. Actually, I had the honour of meeting him, and uh, he was he was a gentleman, and uh, it was it's a shame. There was, I'm sure there is not a single actor I've ever seen more perfectly designed to play henchman. Like, you know, he's like 18 foot tall and about 18 foot wide. He's got that look about him. He was awesome. He was a cool dude. But uh, moving on to the actual episode itself, it's all Spider-Man! Yay! Spider-Man, Spider-Man, just Why is nobody else as excited as me? I'd be excited if it was anatomically correct Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, a Spider-Man around here, but he doesn't. No, he's not anatomically be, correct. Uh, he doesn't hide under the fridge when he's danger. I'd be excited <laughs> if it was Spider-Pig. <laughs> Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> for, for this episode, I'm wearing my Spidey t-shirt. I've got Spidey props around... It, no, it's not specifically for this it's, episode. It's, <laughs> I like to pretend it's just have for the episode. That, have you got that photo of yourself, like in, like superimposed onto the Spidey costume? 
It's in the, yes. it's in the back room. It's, in right, the study. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's next to his computer. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to print it out, but yes, I do have it. He can gaze longingly at it as he works away. Stan Lee thinks that's great. <laughs> Stan Lee said that was great, and that was it. I was in love. <laughs> you were in love with Stan Lee years before that. <laughs> I just did. Well, talking about Stan Lee, yeah, Spider-Man was created by writer-editor Stan Lee and writer-artist Steve Ditko for Amazing Fantasy 15, which was cover dated August 1962. It's a shame, though, that they didn't keep the original title of Amazing Fantasy, which was Amazing Adult Fantasy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man in Amazing Adult Fantasy. He was originally designed as just a throwaway character, but his popularity... I mean, Amazing Fantasy 15 was the last issue for, of that run. Yeah. And... He was just, he was, they thought, like, you know, we'll just make up space. But he was so popular that he got his own title. Well, the here he is. Interestingly enough, the publisher, Martin Goodman, actually didn't like the character and didn't think it would work. Because it's like, yeah. first of all, teenagers. He's scary. Well, yeah, yeah. No, one, no one's going to like a spider as a character. Like, yeah. a spider's are icky, and I believe that's almost a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but secondly, the, the whole sort of head-to-toe costume thing, they were like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not going to work. And also, he was a teenager. And, you know, back then, teenagers were sidekicks. They weren't yeah. actually heroes. The actual and, hero. Yeah. Yeah, it was clearly was correct. It hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, divorce. I believe, I believe divorce <laughs> proceedings are about to No, I'm just, I'm just saying that ironically, because uh, obviously it has worked. So yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing how often Martin's... Across. Ironic. It's amazing how often, as publisher, Martin Goodman was just wrong. <laughs> if, seriously, if it had been up to him, if Martin Luke would have died in about there. five years. <laughs> So Amazing Fantasy 15 uh, has the the, the oft-quoted line that uh, basically defines Spider-Man as a character, uh, which is, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, and it was just a line in the in the issue, but later it was then attributed to Uncle Ben himself uh, saying that line. And uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's Spider-Man in a nutshell. Uh, so, so for his, uh, his fake biography, because he's not a real person, unfortunately. He's not. No, he's not. It would be awesome if he was there, because, yeah. <laughs> You'd have the biggest he, man If he was, he'd be real. really old now. Yeah. He would be. He would be really. <laughs> the leotard would be hanging off his bones, <laughs> like a Zimmer frame. People <laughs> 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 are weird. <laughs> anyway, Peter Parker, a teenage high school student, was uh, bitten by a radioactive spider. Well, or if it was radioactive back then. You've got, you got to love the days when radiation didn't actually kill you. It just made you into either a giant monster or a yeah. superpower. On a school trip, oh. it was real, uh, bitten real. by a radioactive The people spider. of Chernobyl would be disappointed. Yeah, yeah real, it's, it's another area where real science has let us down. Let us down. And he gains, he gains spider-like abilities, including uh, agility, super strength, the ability to cleanse the surfaces, and his spider sense. Why didn't he grow four other limbs? Well, he doesn't want issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's but, a classic uh, story. <laughs> and back at back at the start, he had, his web shooters were actually designed by himself. He was a science student, so he created them himself. But uh, then in later years, it became biological part of him. Oh, I thought I was going to say. I thought it was a biological. Yeah, it was introduced as biological, and then now I think he's back to the web shooters again. I'm not too sure. His parents are dead, so he was raised, well, or, or are they? But uh, <laughs> so he was raised by his, his Uncle Ben and his Aunt May. Uh, and he's, in the very first couple of issues of Amazing Spider-Man, it's, uh, his Uncle Ben is no longer with them, and so no. he's, uh, it's just his Aunt May who raises him on her own. And does a good job. Poor Uncle Ben. Poor Uncle Ben. Of all the comic book characters in the universe that came back to life, he's the one that stayed dead. <laughs> he's back in the Ultimate Universe. Although, although then he dies. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. <laughs> he, just, he doesn't stick around for much long, does he? So if it was a Doctor Who universe, he might be one of those people that, that, that he's a like at the time is fixed on and you can't change. Yes, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be that would be him. He the the golden rule of comics these days is only Uncle Ben stays dead. <laughs> it used to be only Bucky stays dead, but then Bucky came back to life, ruining it for everybody. So as we said before, he was uh, created in 1962. Uh, he was Stanley said that he later said that he was roughly based on Richard Wentworth's character, the Spider, which uh, would make sense. <laughs> but, very, uh, very roughly very yeah. roughly it doesn't look but, anything like him there, there's not a lot of similarities <laughs> there's the I think maybe he just one day was just sitting back and just watching the spider and <laughs> like oh okay cool we'll, we'll do that um, he 
and yeah, like went on to his own title, The Amazing Spider-Man, which is his longest running title. Uh, there was a very brief period there where it was renumbered. Over and over again. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's back to this. Back to this. Now it's, it's, it's actually been currently being relaunched with a new number one. Uh, again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> just got to get those sales numbers up. What are we actually at? It's like six, do what is it, 600 and something? Oh, do knows? you think there are any characters that are brand new created this year that we'll be talking about in 52 years' time? No. 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 They, well, they, they really weren't any characters created last year or the year before either <laughs> that we'll be talking about in 52 years' time. <laughs> So, so, so his longest running title is, of course, Amazing Spider-Man. But he has had some uh, some other titles, Spectacular, Web of, and uh, he's also been the guest star of a whole heap of stuff. Uh, Marvel Tales, Marvel Team Up, yeah, all that sort of stuff. He was, he's, a, he's, he's, he was he's, the main character in Marvel Team Up. He teamed up with the entire Marvel Yeah, he was always Spider-Man with somebody. Yeah. I was Spider-Man with Red Sonja. There's, Sonya. there's about awesome. five issues there that aren't actually Spider-Man teaming up with somebody, <laughs> and really, they're just filler issues. Wasn't it the Finn and somebody? No, 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 that was Marvel 2 in one. Um, Marvel 2 in one, yeah. The Human Torch a couple of times. Ah, oh, okay, cool. But then they teamed up the Human Torch with Spidey anyway. So I, just love that, I love that run where it's like Red Sonja, Captain Britain, uh, oh, Havoc, Havoc, Thor. Thor. So yeah. did that one, it's just short Tigra. Breeds the John Byrne artwork. Yeah. Well, I mean, by 60, what, 68, pretty much Spider-Man had become their number one character. So that was when they well, launched him He's the flagship character for, Mar- for, for Marvel Comics. And yeah. uh, he's, been, he's been in everything from... Not just not only comics, but TV shows, both animated and live action, films, stage plays, musicals. That stage play. So it's one where like it's a bit of a 12, disaster, 12 it? people in it got injured because yeah. of all the high wire stuff. <laughs> Turn off the night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it merchandised out the wazoo when there's, yeah. there's nothing yeah. that doesn't have Spider Man's face on it, which is kind of scary. He, including certain uh, things that are probably inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's he the, he the Marvel character above all others that is probably able to rival. Um, Maybe you know Superman and Batman as far as worldwide recognition goes. Yeah, which is pretty impressive for such a. Well, he was ranked. Character. He was ranked third in in uh, IGN's top one hundred comic book heroes of all time for twenty eleven. So did you fire off an angry email to IGN saying why? You know who came one? one first and second? Batman and Superman. Batman and Superman. <laughs> well, actually, it was funny enough because this is twenty eleven, so it wasn't during <laughs> the the Bat res- Batman Renaissance that we have at the moment. So yeah. it, was, it was Superman and then Batman. Yeah. But nowadays, it would be Batman. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't fire off it, and no, that's fine. Superman, Batman. I'm willing to go with that. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm willing to accept that. It's not. It's not like the, you know they went with the hypno hustler. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You, you were just waiting to bring the hypno hustler up here. You couldn't uh, help look, yourself. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. I've already got lines for the gibbon for the spot. <laughs> <laughs> for Grizzly, the Kangaroo, the Legion of Losers, Spider Side, <laughs> all the classic Spidey villains, Frogman, Frogman, <laughs> breeds them. Anyway, so Uncle Ben dies because uh, he, because Spidey's been trying to make money as a wrestler at this point. <laughs> and uh, no, 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 it's a TV personality at that. No, point. he's a wrestler. No, he does the wrestling, then the TV personality bit, doesn't he? Wrestling, goddammit. <laughs> He's in the offices trying to get some money, and the office gets robbed. And he, has, he doesn't stop the robber because he's like, well, you know, I'm not a cop. Do your own work. And uh, that, that same robber is the one who kills Uncle Ben. <gasps> That's not what happened in the movie. That's well, close enough. Basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough. So, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's there's unfortunate. A, there's a great issue of what if where uh, Spidey actually does stop the... Uh, the robber? Yeah. And then the rest, like, it's like, well, now I don't need to be a hero because, there's, you know, Uncle Ben doesn't get killed or anything. So he actually becomes, like, a celebrity and then an agent and basically just becomes, like, that that really sort of scummy Hollywood type <laughs> uh, producer. It's absolutely gold. That's awesome. And his personality is, is based, is, uh, in the in the early years, is, you know, he's, he's the, the downtrodden team. He's picked on all by, his, you know, by the people at school, especially Flash Thompson. Um, he can't get any dates and, you know, he's basically just hopeless. And yet, you know, he, he dresses up as Spider-Man and then he's a hero. And uh, But then he's hated by the rest of New York. <laughs> Mainly J. Jonah Jameson, who is the editor of the Daily Bugle. And uh, who basically leads a hate campaign because he's essentially jealous is really what it is. He's uh, jealous of all the attention and stuff. But uh, So the whole, whole city hates him no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. 
There's a classic Human Torch sort of interaction. Like, <laughs> everybody loves Human Torch. That's why he's like, why? <laughs> like, guys are doofus. <laughs> but this is, this is actually, the, the I think, the genius of uh, Spider-Man as a character. And, you know, points to Stan Lee for this. Basically, all he's done is go, you know what? Let's just make a character who is our readers if they got powers. That's it. <laughs> so all you nerds out there that are getting beaten up on by, by kids at school that no one yeah. likes or anything like that. Well, this is you if you got bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah. And it's, it's no surprise that the character became so popular, and especially amongst um, like college students. Yeah. Uh, because really, that's what he is. He's, he's all of us nerds out there getting superpowers. Yeah. It's not long until he leaves high school. It's like in the 20s is when he, eventually, he leaves high school, and, and it's revealed that all the girls there all secretly had crushes on him anyway. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Flash Thompson really wasn't that bad of a guy. I like that issue where, like, uh, where Peter's going to get expelled. But Flash sort of secretly, without his friends knowing, goes in and says, oh, it actually wasn't Peter's fault. Yeah. And, you know, it's the first step that Flash is not actually the creep that he is. But, I, uh, <laughs> I do love the fact, too, that whilst Flash Thompson is, you know, the bully that beats up on Peter and all that sort of stuff, he's also Spider-Man's number, number one, one fan. Number one fan. Goal. When Human Torch shows up at the school with the flashes and, and Flash is like, it's like, you're nothing compared to Spidey. <laughs> yeah. Spidey's awesome. You're a dweeb. <laughs> and in the very next panel, he's beating me for us. Yeah. So did we see a rise in spider bite, spider bite statistics across the US? <laughs> oh, we should have researched that. I don't know. That would be awesome. <laughs> Someone who intentionally gets the spider bite. <laughs> Kick kids dumping uranium into spider nests. There was, and... <laughs> I do, there was a story fairly recently, uh, uh, I don't know, about 10 years ago, about a kid who... Uh, was killing spiders in his microwave because he was trying to he was putting spiders into the microwave to to irradiate them in order to then for oh them God. to then bite him. But they never he never got to the bite stage because they kept just they just explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to appreciate his um, commitment, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Poor mother's cleaning spider legs off the door. <laughs> she reported it because he, she was just sick of all these spiders. I'm just trying yeah, to think was, between yeah. the first spider and the. What twentieth spider? When did you think that they would stop exploding in the Something's microwave? Wrong. That was a bit wrong. I think I'm getting the Maybe. time wrong. <laughs> I'll try an extra twenty seconds or less twenty seconds. Maybe it's a low setting. There's a, there's a frost setting. <laughs> his uh, his popularity with the public is sort of fluctuates. Sometimes the city loves him. Sometimes the city hates him. And uh, at the moment, he's at the city loves him part, <laughs> which is which is handy. Uh, but uh, it it basically it, it all sort of it came to the head during the Civil War storyline where he revealed his secret identity <gasps> for the very first time, and uh, which has now since been wiped <laughs> in that god-awful story. But we'll get to that when we get to we'll the story. We'll get to but, that, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, but at that point, he was uh, his, his popularity has never been higher. Like, he was much loved. He was an Avenger, and uh, everybody was spidey, spidey, spidey. Hmm. But now it's back to the normal. <laughs> well, good because once Spider becomes like, really popular and everybody likes him, you kind of lose a big chunk of what makes the character appealing to begin yeah, with. Yeah, but let's be honest: this whole loser status, like it's revealed that all the all the girls secretly had crushes on him anyway. He's but married to Mary about. Mary Jane Watson, the yeah. hottest woman in the world, apparently according, <laughs> according to the media. You know, not, don't count the movies because. Kirsten Dunst not that good but in the comics <laughs> she seems to be the, 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 the ultimate if there's any chance you've ever got to interview her <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want, I would want to anyway it's fine but uh, you know and you know it's the love of his life Gwen Stacy mega babe it's just like he was just around even, like if the Human Torch I love the one of my favourite stories is uh, it's a miniseries with the Human Torch called I'm With Stupid have you read that yeah brilliant and, and Torch where Torch reveals that he's always being jealous of Peter because he knows who Type Man is Jealous of Peter because he's always surrounded by all these babes. He's a super genius scientist. <laughs> he's, he's always got it together. And Peter's like, "What are you talking about? I, <laughs> I, I, I had nothing. I had nothing going for me." It should be pointed out though that you know Gwen Stacy, yeah, really attractive and all that sort of thing. Also dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and in fact, dead because of Spider Man. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Is that really? I don't know. It's been, re- it's been uh, retroactively changed quite a yeah, few times. Yeah, I, I ignore that part. I go with what's in the original issue. The original issue, Spidey grabs her in the web and her neck snaps. It is, it is clearly his fault. Yeah, but to me, to me, he is directly responsible for her death. I wouldn't say directly. Well, I mean, I okay. can. Green Goblin's one that throws her off. Yeah. But he should be able to catch... He catches everybody else with his web when he's time to catch his girlfriend and snaps her neck and kills her. That was intentional. Now, forget tired, this whole... Of her. Forget this whole she was already dead thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't, I don't go with that. Spidey <laughs> snapped her neck. 
Anyway, back to the Spidey love. Um, so as I, as I said uh, before, he's um, he's uh, Spidey powers. So it's uh, super strength. He's currently at I think it's like twelve tons he can lift. Back in the good old days, it was only a couple of tons, but now he's now he can throw cars. I love that issue where he throws the car at the guy's face. <laughs> it's awesome. The guy, the sniper, the sniper that it's shooting back in black, where he's like the sniper's just shot Mark May. So Peter just throws a car at him. You just see it coming through the... He's like... <laughs> Brett. <laughs> yeah, I love that storyline. It's Brett. But, uh, and, uh, so, yeah, and uh, his, uh, his agility is unmatched in the Marvel Universe. He's, uh, the, the closest to even come to him is Nightcrawler. Hmm. And even he doesn't even really see much of a chance. I used all this in my fight versus Wolverine. This is right, why, okay. this is why okay. Wolverine can't win. <laughs> you can't hit... You can't slice what you can't touch. Combine with his spider sense. <laughs> <laughs> Combine with his spider sense, of course, which warns him to danger. Uh, to, it's, it fluctuates over the years, but it's mainly just personal danger. Uh, so yeah. you basically can dodge out of the way. Early on, it just kind of did everything. It was, yeah. it was kind of weird, the spider yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. There's something happening three blocks away. I just happened to be sensing it. <laughs> I just happened to know. The, the plot calls for me to know that it's occurring. I'd better head over there now. <laughs> And apparently that's based on real spiders. Spiders apparently have a spider sense because they can move out of the way when you go to kill them, which is ridiculous. So why didn't the spiders get out of the way when they got put in the microwave? (laughs) That's a very good point. They don't always move out of the way. I've I've chopped a few legs off trying to put a cup over a spider. (laughs) It's a bit mean. Not intentionally. They move as I put the cup over them. Yeah, that's because they've got a hundred eyes. (laughs) It's better than putting a shoe over them. That's true. That's true. Don't so, forget some of the other cool things that Spidey has created, though, like the, oh, yeah, the traces. His traces are awesome. The traces are good because yeah, yeah. the traces tap into the spider sense. So yeah, yeah, you can sense when they're around. And uh, uh, the, the greatest of all, Spidey. Uh, he didn't extras. make it though. Yeah, no, but, but the greatest extra, the spider buggy. Yeah, Spidey in the seventies, <laughs> burning around in a dune buggy <laughs> that drives up walls. <laughs> given to him, given to him by the human torch. It, it was to it was. compare with Wonder Woman's invisible plane. Well, at least would have. At least Wonder Woman's invisible plane made sense. Wonder Woman didn't fly at the time, and you know she needed to get around. So yeah. she, Spidey is burning around in his dune buggy in New York. Dune buggies are cool. <laughs> they were in no the 70s. <laughs> He's a teenager. And it drives up walls. That's the great thing about it. It sticks to walls just like he it does. Makes, it makes a comeback in Old Man Logan, which is hilarious. Uh, that's what they drive around in, but yeah, yeah. The '70s were a strange. But he's also got his, he's also got his uh, spy signal light. Ah, uh, the light belt. to freak people out. Does he still use that? I haven't seen it in uh, ages. I, I don't know. I don't know if he still uses. Who <laughs> <laughs> knows? He's it's clever, guys, buddy. Yeah, he's a he's a clever dude. I mean, he is a genius, as we said. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's start start going through some uh, supporting characters. Uh, we've already mentioned J. Jonah Jameson and the. He's offside of Robbie Robertson, who was an African-American man in a position of power in those days. Um, it was, we've already mentioned Flash, and, and uh, who then eventually then becomes uh, Spidey's friend. Um, and isn't he now, like, Venom or something? Yeah, he's the new Venom. Yeah, because he loses his leg, he becomes a soldier, he loses his legs, and he becomes he bonds with a symbiote and becomes Venom. Yeah, that's pretty much modern Marvel stuff. That's right cool! There. What's wrong with that? Uh, we'll talk uh, about anyway. that later. <laughs> <laughs> His real name was Eugene, did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, and of course, Gwen uh, Stacy, we've already mentioned, Harry Osborne, who's the son of Norman Osborne, who is, of course, the Green Goblin. Uh, Liz Allen. Not, is that, should, I have, should I have called spoiler alert? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. If you don't know that Norman Osborn is the Green Goblin, then... You're not, yeah. re- you're not reading Marvel Goics. Or watching the movies, <laughs> or seeing the cartoons. Or... Uh, Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat. Uh, Mary Jane, who of course we've mentioned, and we'll mention many more times later. Brady Brand. Betty Brand. Yes, what I said Betty Brand. No, you said Brady Brand. Brady Brand. <laughs> Brand. Brady Brand. That's a bad name, even by Lee standards. <laughs> Betty's awesome. Betty is cool. Spidey. The one of the really great things about Spidey is that he's probably got the best supporting cast in comics. Certainly yeah. back in the day, like his, yeah, his yeah. group of supporting characters were amazing. They were really well fleshed out. They were interesting characters. Um, and yeah, J. Jonah Jameson, especially, just one of the most awesome characters ever. Just quick, quick, quick spider quiz. Yep. What were the name of the three girls that were always sunbaking on the top of the building every time he was uh, trying to go through the skylight? They had like 
It was something like Mandy Candy and Sandy. <laughs> Bambi Candy Bambi, and Sandy and Sandy. I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> uh, and, and yes, Aunt May, of course. I think it was alluded to that they were, in fact, strippers, but never actually mentioned that. <laughs> the name Bambi gives I'm pretty it sure. away. <laughs> it was never actually said, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I think they were they, they said, the, the only thing I think we ever really found out about them was that they sunbathed on the roof of the apartments. <laughs> Spider-Man lived in, and of course he used to try to like sneak out through the, the sunlight, through sunlight, <laughs> and they'd always be there. And yeah, it was one of those real minor problems he had to deal with. But it's amazing how much he had to deal with them. <laughs> Let's go through some stories, eh? We'll go through. I'll put them into uh, chronological order. All right, cool. Let's start. Let's start with amazing. And uh, Richo wants to start. Yeah, I want to start with amazing Spider-Man number four. All right. Now, there's really nothing all that special about this issue, except that you know, it's the first appearance of Sandman. Um, That's pretty special. And I love Sandman. He's such a bizarre character. But um, but it, it stands out for me because it was actually the first issue of Spidey I ever read um, in a wonderful black and white Australian reprint of the issue. Those reprints were mad. They were. They were awesome. They were basically big, oversized, so you really got to like appreciate the art and things like that. But um, I just remember did reading... Did you come live in? <laughs> awesome. Some of us did. Colour them in. Yeah, got to colour a really. I didn't colour <laughs> um, But, um, yeah, the, the, I mean, a couple of things stand out in, in this story. First of all, Spidey defeats Sandman with a vacuum. Like, just sucks him up in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> for some reason, I thought that was awesome as a kid. But, but it was one of those things that shows, you know, just Spidey's quite clever, thinks outside the box, that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I want to mention it because it was my introdu- introduction to the character. And um, I still love the issue. Like, I still love reading it, um, even to this day. And um, I love Sandman because of that issue as well. So I mean, it's, it's funny to say the introduction to the character is uh, my introduction to the character was was the Spider-Man sixty Spider-Man nineteen sixty seven animated cartoon. Spins is, uh, any size, catches these just like flies. Look out! He can't Spider-Man. Which is uh, just endlessly repeated on Australian television. It's yep. just insane. So uh, did it I... actually only run for like a year or something? Um, it's 52 fully restored episodes of the original TV series on six discs. I swear that show ran for about 10, 15 years. <laughs> 1967 to 1970. Okay. So there you go. So that was my introduction to the character. And I was like, what? This is awesome. <laughs> uh, it wasn't my first issue, though, which we will get to later on. And I've mentioned many times on the show. No. So uh, we're not, we won't go through every single issue. Otherwise, that's just madness. And the poor ladies will be very, very bored. We haven't got 52 <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> so just, hit, just go. So uh, I asked the guys to compile some highlights uh, from the series. So uh, as you just heard, Richard was number four. Issue four. So uh, then we get to Amazing Spider-Man 32-33, which is the Master Planner saga, uh, which culminates in the issue called If This Be My, De- if this be my Destiny. Uh, so these issues are, are notable not just uh, for the magnificence of that issue, where it just it shows just what's what Peter is willing to do in order to for, to protect the ones that he loves. So Aunt May is ill because of Peter's fault because of his radioactive blood. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's trapped under a whole bunch of machinery, and he uh, it's basically just can't get out. But he manages to just to pull it together and and break free before he drowns, and he can, he can save Aunt May. Apparently, when Stanley wrote the scene. It was like two pages. And it was just like, he's buried, he struggles, he struggles, finally finds the strength, he gets out. But uh, Steve Ditko thought, no, that's not enough. And actually spread it out over 11 pages over two issues, including making it a big cliffhanger. And uh, points to Ditko, because it has become this incredibly um, like pivotal Spider-Man scene yep. that sums up the character in 11 pages perfectly. And um, yeah, I can't imagine what that story would be like if it was just a couple of pages of him getting out and going. It is like, it was it. <laughs> Classic stuff. Visual gag. <laughs> so moving on, we get to Spider-Man No More in Amazing, Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 50. The iconic cover of the suit in the bin, Spidey walking away. Yeah, we'll be back to us. Break, break, superheroes Peter just, walking away, really. Superheroes just didn't quit. <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. <laughs> and Spidey gets so fed up in this issue. He's like, yep, that's it. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> but I love what happens to the costume after that as well, when it gets found by the guy and he sells it to Jameson. And <laughs> they do that in the film, in the film... <laughs> The film version of that, where you see, where you see Jonah like pretending to be Spidey, yep. like, whereas <laughs> the guy walks in, he's like, 
What? <laughs> it's better than the comic version, I think, but still. Yeah. But yeah, sells it to, to James. It was pretty but cool. yeah, just, just another one of those moments that showed just how different Spidey was from basically every other superhero out there at the time mm. was that he actually could. Yeah. <laughs> like, he got fed up. Uh, then moving on, then uh, there's, oh, all of it's brief, but there's, these are just the highlights. Then moving on to, of course, the night Gwen Stacy died in Amazing Spider-Man 121 and 122. Uh, we've already discussed the fact that it was Spidey's fault. <laughs> but basically what I say, Green Goblin, he's, he's arch nemesis of the Green Goblin, uh, throws Gwen, uses her as bait and then throws her off a bridge and uh, Spidey, you know, he's weak and wounded and catches her with a web and snaps and her neck snaps. And there's a very definite snap right next to her neck in the panel where that happens. So I don't know where the argument lies, but it's not his fault. It's clearly his fault. <laughs> and that, of course, leads to a whole new level of guilt. Like, he's already got yeah. the Uncle Ben guilt, which defines him as a character. But uh, You can't call it his fault. He tried to catch her and, and failed in saving her. But you've got to wonder, like... He's managed to catch everybody else with his web. But no was, problem. Da, so but David just it? said he was sick and wounded. Yeah, he was yeah. wounded. Uh, look, I'm not convinced. That's <laughs> just to say that the creators wanted her dead. So she's <laughs> dead. I just imagine it as the most ultimate socially awkward penguin meme. It's like, go to save my girl from being a hero, snap her next, she dies. You people are mean. <laughs> and of course, that then culminates with... Uh, the actual confrontation with the Green Goblin. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, 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 the, the uh, impaled on his own glider. Yeah, that, that's pretty rough. That's <laughs> another. Uh, that's another great uh, penguin meme. You know, trying to kill my arch nemesis, impaled on my own glider. <laughs> of course, it was. It was. I mean, that was. Uh, it was pretty permanent. I mean, he was quite clearly dead. Yes. And, yes, he was. Uh, but uh, then, of course, it's revealed that he's not. So let's not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's not a fan. No. Up, up until that point, he was an absolutely brilliant villain. He was awesome. Um, and one of, the, one of the things I really liked about him was that um, he actually didn't half the time didn't even know that he was this villain. Like he had a mentally unstable guy that became the goblin, then kind of forgot about it, then became the goblin, then forgot about it. And, and I quite like that. It was really it was a bit different. <laughs> he's planned to combine combine all the gangs together under his rule. Yeah. Whereas whereas now he's just you know generic evil businessman bad guy type character ever since he came back to life. Because anyway. remember, only Uncle Ben stays dead. <laughs> I love Norman Osborn, so we won't get into that argument. Yeah. But uh, then we're moving on to the original Clone Saga in Amazing Spider-Man 141 to 151. Now, I do say the original Clone <laughs> yes. Saga, because the clones do make a comeback in the, the god-awful Ben Riley Saga. But this is the original. Which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, you got the Jackal, obsessed with Gwen Stacy, clones Peter... Uh, so and my, Professor Miles Warren and Gwen <laughs> yeah. and uh, Peter so it's Peter versus clone Peter and of course who wins well it depends on who you believe yeah. <laughs> for, a, for a period there they actually tried to convince us when Ben Riley, who is the, the clone who renames himself Ben Riley and comes back and becomes a hero the Scarlet Spider they tried to they were a period there where they actually tried to convince us that Peter was the clone and Ben yes. was the real was the real Peter yeah how's that like, go for come it? on <laughs> Why would you do such a thing? It's just a slap in the face. But still, not as bad as a slap in the face to the double slap that is... Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I just want to say, I love the Jackal. Yeah. He's such a great villain. It's, like, the, the fact so that he's the so top. completely, completely obsessed with this, you know, much younger woman <laughs> that he actually has to clone her. That's um, just creepy right there. <laughs> and I love the other version of him too, uh, Carrion. Oh, the, oh, yeah, he's cloned he's, version. Yeah, because he cloned himself. He cloned himself. Because that's what you do. <laughs> well, I've cloned the love of my life and her boyfriend for some reason. What else did I do? I know, I'll clone myself. Carrion is cool. Carrion. He just looks awesome. I can yeah. understand if you're a bit crazy and saying you clone the love of your life, but why do you clone her boyfriend? Because he's nutty. That's why. <laughs> he, clones, he clones Peter in order to, to get send he, the clone to kill Peter. Yeah, then the client will be with the the other client. How do you know? <laughs> he's, yeah. well, he's, not, well, he's not rational, is he? No, no, no. The, 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 he's completely nuts. I mean, the smart plan would have just been to clone Gwen, Gwen Stacy. And I don't know, move to Alaska with her yeah. or something. You know? I want to know why a college-level professor knows how to clone people. <laughs> because this, we live in a world... They live in a world where radioactive spiders give you superpowers. Not if you put it in there's, microwaves. There's too many scientific inaccuracies exactly. in there to worry about. <laughs> it, is, it is great stuff. And uh culminates with Peter throwing the dead clone into a, into a smokestack. Yep. <laughs> Brit. 
Seriously. He's a scientist. Why don't you just dissolve the body in acid or something? Because the smokestack is cool. It's a good visual. It is, it is a good visual. <laughs> Moving on to Amazing Spider-Man 229, 230. Nothing stops the juggernaut. Yeah, look, there was a period in the 70s where, after this clone stuff and everything, where Spidey got a bit not good. There was, like, the hypno-hustler issues and stuff like that, and um, Fusion the Twin Terror. And Fusion was cool! <laughs> um, let's just say he went through a, a pretty lean period creatively. I mean, that's really the only thing to come out of that period would have been the Punisher. Yeah. Um, but, um, then but then you the, get the 200s. Then, then in the, in the uh, early 80s, um, Roger Stern yeah. takes over, and... Uh, Honestly, Roger Stern at that period, he was just awesome. Like, everything he wrote was gold. And yep. um, and he basically got, got Spidey on track. And um, really, you could you could just put his entire run in as great Spider-Man stories. But, yes, 229, 230 is uh, Spidey takes on the Juggernaut. That's right, in, in um, the defense of Madden Web. Yeah, and um, seriously, completely out, like... Outmatch power wise, um, no chance of stopping the juggernaut. He thinks, yeah, but he just keeps trying, trying one thing after another, one thing after another, and um, and uh, just does not stop. Yeah. And that's that's awesome, yeah. That's a, one of those great Spider Man traits. No matter how, the odds against him, doesn't matter, he'll just keep trying to do what's right. And um, in the end, he manages to bury the juggernaut in concrete. <laughs> and, awesome, uh, yeah. Juggernaut it's, survives. It's still a victory. Juggernaut survives. <laughs> like, he, he, he escapes uh, in a later issue of Marvel Team-Up. But it's just such a great story that, um, yeah, it just really summed up Spidey beautifully. It does indeed. Now, it's, it's, then, then we get to this period where... Uh, this, the, a period of the comics called the original Hobgoblin Saga. And it sort of spans quite a few comics during that period. And there's comics in between those comics that are just gold as well. Like, that entire period is just comic brilliance. And uh, so the original Hobgoblin Saga, you got 238 to 239, 244, 245, 249, 251. It goes into Spectacular. And then, of course, you get uh, the Hobgoblin Revealed issue in Amazing Spider-Man 289, which is my very first Amazing Spider-Man comic. My very first comic, in fact. I'll knock out the reprints. Yeah. <laughs> the first legit one. But this this story is just... The Hobgoblin is my favourite uh, Spidey villain. Uh, he just... He visually is just... He's brand... He's better, he looks better than the Green Goblin, I think. And he's just... Yeah. And just the whole storyline behind it is... Is absolutely amazing. The game war stuff. All I love, great I stuff. love the fact that early on he just actually didn't care about Spider-Man yeah, at all. It's <laughs> like... He finds, he finds Norman Osborn's stash of Green Goblin stuff and basically uses it for his own means, but... He could become a crime lord. Yeah, he really couldn't care less about it. <laughs> Spider-Man just happens to keep getting involved. And he's like, will you just go away? Let me do my job. Swat. <laughs> yeah, basically, just leave me alone. But he does some awesome stuff. He, uh, he actually frames Flash Thompson <laughs> in this great story to make it look like Flash is the, it's the Hobgoblin. And, uh, yeah, it's just also that cool battle van yep. story. That was pretty cool. But, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, don't do it. It's absolutely great, great series. In Good. in a month all that you had what's commonly regarded as one of the greatest Spider-Man stories ever, called the kid who collects Spider-Man in oh. Amazing Spider-Man two forty eight. Yeah, this this story. It's actually not even the main story. The main story involved Spider-Man fighting, I think, one of the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. <laughs> so really, no one cared. Pile driver <laughs> or something. Like yeah. But um, yeah, this story. It's like a it's a eleven page backup story, and it's about a kid who is. Kind of like Dave, actually. He's like the biggest Spider-Man fan. He collects um, all the articles and all the memorabilia and everything. He just loves Spidey. Spidey's his absolute hero. And um, and anyway... But I like Dave. He's terminally ill. Well, Spidey gets to... <laughs> Spidey, gets to like, Spidey actually goes and meets him. Yeah. And they have this wonderful discussion. And it's very... Like, there's no action. There's no fighting, anything like that. It's just this kid meeting his hero, the hero trying to inspire him. It's really lovely. And then Spidey then leaves. And um, what you find out at the end of the story is that the kid is actually dying of leukemia. Mm. And he does pass away. Um, it's like the Starlight Foundation. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, like a Make-A-Wish issue, really. Yeah. Um, but it's just so, so, like, heart-wrenching. And it's done in such such a, like, a short, compact story. And you just read and you think, oh, man, that's... That's it so, really gets you right yeah, here, man. Yeah, it really just it hits you. It hits you hard. <laughs> you get the feels. <laughs> the <Yeah>. feels. <laughs> so then uh, after that, you get uh, the alien costume in the 252, 259. So yeah. this is after the miniseries Secret Wars, 
which you know say what you want about Secret Wars but I love awesome. it <laughs> it's, brilliant. it's just a big punch on but it's it a, a fun big punch on it is a huge punch on, punch on. It's, it was basically just made to de- designed to sell toys and stuff so that's you but know. Credit, credit to Jim Shooter as a writer because he actually created a good like, actual entertaining story, story around yeah. The fact that he was just trying to sell <laughs> just toys. Just and the story actually turned out to be more successful than the toys anyway. So. It also features, of course, uh, not only does it introduce uh, Spidey's black costume, which, oh, which, which, which then was a huge, huge story. Like the fact that he's changed his iconic costume into this black costume, which looked magnificent. Yeah. But also it uh, shows that Spidey... Can beat the entire yep. X Men. There it is. In I've been, one shot. I just want to point out. I've been hearing about this for about twenty three years now. <laughs> Do you remember that time that Spidey beat up the the X Men? He actually doesn't defeat them. He just holds them off and you know gets away. <laughs> Let's not squibble about specifics. <laughs> the fact is that Spidey beats the X Men, <laughs> and it takes Xavier to shut him down and <laughs> get this to actually to to not just kick all their butt. Squibble. <laughs> Mr. Squibble <laughs> That's not Squibble Squee <laughs> Anyway Moving on But anyway So the alien, co- alien costume saga So it turns out That the costume That he gets uh, on um, During the Secret Wars Miniseries Is actually alive He's a living Living entity And is, is a symbiote And is feeding off Especially whenever Peter thinks he's asleep The symbiote is actually Going around the city yeah. <laughs> doing Beating people up and he's actually feeding off his life energy so he decides he has to get rid of it because it thinks, he thinks it's going to kill him um, and uh, they, he eventually goes to the Fantastic Four <laughs> and uh, they do tests on it so Reed uh, manages to extract the suit using Sonics and uh, they, while they're doing tests he has no suit so he borrows a Fantastic Four <laughs> outfit and uses a paper bag <laughs> as his mask and let's not forget that the Human Torch sticks a kicking kick side on his back as well <laughs> Yeah, I thought he designed his own suit. Who? Peter. Oh yeah, Peter designed his original blue and blue and red suit, yeah. um, and made it himself, stitched it himself. But uh, the the black suit he gets ah. while he's doing. Uh, yeah, off, it's, it's basically world. an alien life form that he picks yeah. up when he's on this other planet. That to me is is pretty much the end of the golden run. Um, these he still, of course, then get awesome stories. Uh, so mm. it's that, but. It's telling that in the next the next story on my list, there's no one from there's none from the three hundreds in there. It's pretty interesting. I can't think of a single three hundred where I was like blown away. There's good stuff, but nothing that I was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. I mean, of course, in two ninety nine, three hundred, three hundred one, you get Venom. So the introduction of Venom, who's is an iconic Spidey villain, um, and uh, is basically the suit bonded to Eddie Brock, who's a guy that hates Spider Man. Uh, well, he hates Peter more than anything, and uh, you know becomes basically the evil Spider-Man, really, is essentially what it is. But I'm not a fan of those particular issues because, A, I just don't think Venom's that interesting a character. And McFarlane, I just the McFarlane artwork on those stories, I'm going to say it right here, this is a controversial statement, but actually, McFarlane, Spider-Man, I just don't like it. I just think it's just over the top. I thought Venom in his first couple of appearances where he was actually genuinely creepy yeah. worked really well. The bit where he pushes him in front of the train and stuff, that's pretty cool. <laughs> there are some other stories, but we'll deal with those separately because they're you know, either spectacular or yeah, something like that. So we'll get, we'll get to those ones. But moving on, continuing with Amazing, uh, we get to issue 479 with an issue called The Conversation, which is where Aunt May reveals that she knows Peter is Spidey. Quite, quite a touching story. Continuing with Straczynski, we then get to Back in Black, which is Amazing Spider-Man 539 to 543, which is uh, during that cool era where like all the all the heroes are like doing you know mean stuff. So but that's where ACDC also... really got their inspiration from. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at this point, I'd like to point out that uh, I'd well and truly given up on Spider-Man and pretty much Marvel in general around this time. It was around this time, was it? With a few, with a few um, fringe. A, fr- a few fringe books, notwithstanding. Yeah. Like, this was... Because this was around the time of things like Avengers Disassembled and yeah. Sins of the Past and... Well, this is, uh, yeah, Civil Wars and uh, he chose... Yeah. He went against Tony Stark and so... Yeah, Civil War. Like, and... all, all of that period, I, that's it. I just quit. Really? This is, the, this is the awesome period. In well, true Spider-Man me, fashion, he just quit. <laughs> <laughs> for me, the problem was... For me, the problem was, without sort of derailing the discussion about Spider-Man too much, the problem was that the writers stopped actually writing stories based on the characters and started writing stories trying to cram the characters into the stories. I gave up because I, I, I didn't recognise these characters anymore as the characters that I'd grown up so with. That's, that's interesting because I'm actually the complete opposite. It's actually... I, I love this period. 
yeah. Civil War and, and all sorts of back Yeah, to each their own. I found that Civil War was an abomination of a story, but that's just me. An abomination. <laughs> let's, that's a bit harsh. There let's, was a series of... Let's, let's save that for, for an upcoming Spidey story. Are we do- are, by the way, on this, are we doing worse Spidey stories? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it to highlights. But okay, cool. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure because... because yeah, let's me, not dwell on the negativity. Yeah, because to, to me, this period was... Um, yeah, there are a lot of bad spiders taking place at this time. <laughs> I will go with that. Uh, but uh, Back in Black uh, is notable for me because of the aforementioned throw in the car at the, at the guy's face. Uh, he also beats up the Kingpin, which is uh, a pretty it's a pretty cool confrontation. Amazing Spider-Man 617 uh, has the Gauntlet storyline, and it's the this particular one is Rage of the Rhino, uh, where the Rhino wants to quit because he's falling in love and he doesn't want to be a villain anymore. And uh, <laughs> and Spidey tries to encourage him. He's like, "Yes, quit being a villain. Be a, you know, a decent piece person and stuff." And uh, so Rhino quits. It's pretty cool. Was it? This is after the uh, what would you call it? Reboot after the one more day reboot. This is after the reboot. Yeah, yeah. Where they kind of get back to just telling Spidey stories. Spidey stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a nice, that sounds like a nice story. Yeah, it's a cool story. Uh, another gauntlet issue is uh, Amazing Spider-Man six thirty. So the gauntlet is basically just is the villains just trying to wear Spidey down in order to, because they've been hired by what's left of the Kravinoff family, uh, in order to sort of wear him down in, for the big confrontation uh, in, you know, and, uh, in their efforts to resurrect Craven the Hunter. But Did they succeed? They do succeed. So Craven's actually not dead? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody well, he's dies. Kind of, he's kind of half alive. Look, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the Craven's Last Hunt story a bit yeah, in a little we'll, while. We'll get but, to that um, later. Yeah, uh, well, but, well done, Marvel. Thanks very much for that. So, six thirty to six eighty three deals with the story called Shed. Uh, is in, it deals with a lizard, and it's absolutely magnificent. I thought uh, it was like Spidey's working out in the shed out in the backyard. <laughs> Doing some carpentry. <laughs> Re- rebuilding the spider buggy. <laughs> You'd like this is Chris, Chris Piccolo artwork, and yep. uh, Kurt is basically just reverted completely to the lizard. Okay. So Liz is completely in control, and he evolves. It's, right. it's, pretty, it's pretty cool, cool. stuff. Uh, then in 655... <laughs> I, love, I love comic book um, science. <laughs> comic book pseudoscience <laughs> is just the best. The Liz is awesome. <laughs> You can, effectively, you can do any story as long as you can make up some fake science to go with it. That's the great thing about comic Science-y, science Yeah, I used to love those, those sections of the Marvel, Marvel Universe official handbooks where they would actually try to legitimately explain yep. how the technology worked. Yeah. It's like, can you not fool anybody? What do you want to even try this one? But they'd have like schematics and stuff. Yeah, ridiculous. That's awesome. Uh, and then in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 655, we have the issue called No One Dies, which is uh, J. Jonah Jameson's uh, wife dies, and Spidey declares that for the next 24 hours or something, like is this that no one, bad or good, is going to die if he can help it. And so it's uh, and it has a, a very very impressive silent issue where like everybody's mourning the death of Jonah's wife. It's very very well done. Then in uh, Spectacular, just mentioned two quick ones, in Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, 107 to 110, you had the death of Gene DeWolf. Yeah. A favourite of Richard's. This is, I'm a very, very big fan of this storyline. Um, basically, it involves a serial killer called Sin Eater, murdering, murdering uh, judges, policemen, um, people that he thinks have Corrupt. actually corrupted yeah. and sinned. And... Yeah, the, 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 the key person here is a character called Gene DeWolf, who was um, a police captain that had become part of the supporting cast of Spider-Man. It be, had been there for a fair while and um, gets gunned down uh, with a shotgun and Spidey actually becomes involved in trying to solve uh, the mystery of who killed her. Because they were, they were friends, like Gene DeWolf actually liked Spidey. Yeah, she was like, one of the few, few people at that point that actually did like it. <laughs> Um, what I really liked about this storyline, other than just the harrowing nature of uh, Jean DeWolf's death and what Spidey finds out about her as a person, is that it's actually nice to see Spidey investigating a, a murder and trying to solve and actually putting his intelligence towards that side of things rather than just the pure scientific side of things. And there's a yeah, there's a bit where um, they actually cat they, they like this they get a guy and they think he's the guy that did it, um, and of course he's not. He's just this crazy guy that hears voices and Aww. thinks that it is. I suppose the, the, later on you, they reveal the connection to Venom as well because um, Eddie Brock the, is a reporter who breaks the story uh, about the false killer. 
Yeah. And then when the real killer is revealed, he basically loses his job and everything and starts to hate Spider-Man and that's what the symbiote sort of hooks onto. But, um, yeah, but it's no, this was, this was a really dark and bleak Spidey story. It's also got, it's also got a bit of it where Peter, where, when, where Peter eventually does find the Sin Eater himself. Yeah. Just beats the crap out of him. Yeah. Which then leads to his return. So when the Sin Eater, Sin Eater returns later on, um, it, like 50 issues later, or something, it's he's just, he's all... Not even fifty. He's, it's like, it's like, yeah, he's, he's, disabled. like he's, he's disabled and he yeah. can't speak properly, and basically because of what because what happened, Spider, you know, Spider loses yeah. control. And that, that's actually a really nice sequel too, because yeah. Spidey at that's the time cool is fighting Electro. Yeah, my personal favorite Spider-Man villain. Yeah, guy just get, shows up just to get beaten up all the time. Where Electro's finally figured out that he can stop Spidey from yeah. sticking to walls, and Spidey's <laughs> and Spidey's Spidey's dealing with this problem of I can't. I don't want to hit anybody too hard because I'm now seeing the kind of damage that my, what I've done to the city to go. Yeah. And so Spidey gets the crap beat out of him, basically. <laughs> time and time again. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, yeah. There's electricity, like, it's just it's just static electricity. Yeah. I'm finally figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the Sin Eater story, excellent stuff. Cool. Yeah, the Return of the Sin Eater is, of course, 134 to 136. That's good stuff. But uh, just uh, so one special story that we want to mention before we move on from the stories is uh, it, it uh, occurred throughout all three titles, Amazing, Spectacular, and Web, um, and uh, is well, up there with the Q2 Collect Spider-Man. is the greatest Spider-Man story ever told on just about any, any poll you want to see on the interwebs, and that is, of course, Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, this is... My absolute favourite Spider-Man story of all time, no doubt about it. The first thing this story did was take Craven the Hunter, who, let's face facts, was hopeless. Like he was just not a very good <laughs> villain at all. Like you know, in amongst all like the annals of great Spidey villains, he was just kind of this also red guy that'd show up every now and again and try to hunt Spidey down. And um, he's basically the, the great white hunter. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, yeah, he, he was, sees Spidey as the ultimate prey and so, sort of goes. But up. he was kind of boring. He was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. But um, then James Demetrius, the writer of the story. Um, He'd actually he'd originally designed this story, I think, as a Wonder Man story involving the Grim Reaper, and then when that didn't pan out, he then turned it into a, um, a Joker story for Batman, and then that didn't pan out, and eventually, finally, gets onto writing Spider Man. He's like, I can rework this into a Spider Man story, and um, what he actually picked up on was that um, Craven the Hunter, forgetting the Great White Hunter part, he actually found out Craven the Hunter was Russian. Dematius is a huge fan of Russian literature, especially Dostoevsky. Um, he's used that quite a bit. And so he's like, oh, well, I can bring in all the angst that, you know, that being Russian actually involved. And, you know, um, every, you know Tsarist Russia and then the, the rise of communism. So he actually piles all of that onto Craven. And suddenly Craven becomes this absolutely fascinating character who enacts a plan to not just kill Spider-Man, but to take Spider-Man's place. Yeah. To basically just to, prove to, to, that to, he's, yeah, to prove that, that he's, he's superior. superior. Yeah. And he actually does. Like he shoots Spider-Man in the first issue and buries him. <laughs> <laughs> Takes on the costume and goes out and becomes Spider-Man. But at the same time, he's totally obsessed with the, this idea that that the Spider-Man is not just the person, but there's this whole spider spirit monster thing that he has to overcome so yeah, he's basically he is insane oh, he's, he's insane yeah he's constantly um, fighting against just giant yeah, spiders yeah. and stuff like so he goes out and, to prove that he can be Spider-Man at the same time you've got this uh, a subplot with Mary Jane she's, she's worried because she can't find him and yeah. so she's out on the streets trying to find him and of course she runs into Craven Spider-Man and it's like yeah. oh my god that's not Peter because yeah. he's unbelievably <laughs> violent and um, scares the crap out of me then of course you've got Peter who wakes up like buried in a coffin under the ground, and, oh. uh, yeah. Um, and it's he's just, not pleased just to, just to make that. Uh, yeah. Um, and really, I just, thought you would have been delighted. No, he's, he's, not, he's not a happy kid. <laughs> well, he he, actually, he does get out of it, but um, of course he's left with um, um, claustrophobia because he's been buried for like weeks. Mm. Um, so you've got these these sort of three interlocking stories, and what's amazing about them is how they how the psychologies of the characters then kind of compare and contrast to one another in this tale. And it's it's an incredibly intelligent, literate, brilliantly written story with some of the most amazing artwork by Mike Zick. Hmm. Cool. But yeah, this story, just brilliant. Um, if you haven't read it, 
Do so. What are you doing? <laughs> if you don't like this story, you don't like comics. And apparently Craven is now back to life. <laughs> Which you just don't, even get me, don't even get me started on <laughs> everything that's wrong with comics. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Cool. Uh, so we, uh, we, we were also going to talk about uh, our favourite villains and stuff, but we, we managed to incorporate that into the conversation that, yeah. a lot. So just uh, just a couple of other highlights. Uh, Doc Ock. Of course, um, he was he was so creepy in his early he was, was like he was, he was so creepy. I mean, he looked, yeah. basically looks basically looks like Roy Orbison <laughs> with giant metal arms, giant metal arms. <laughs> and, you know, which you, wouldn't, you can't take that seriously. Let's face it. But he is actually quite creepy in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And of course, uh, he he uh, in later issues and in, in the most recent issues, he uh, he uses his brain takes over Peter's body and he becomes superior Spider Man for that uh, thirty two issue run. And uh, it was a huge success for Marvel, and it actually, despite my initial reservations, was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you, was, you, you were gonna you were gonna burn Marvel offices to the ground when you first heard about it. At first, story. I was quite upset, but uh, I mean, despite myself, I actually quite enjoyed it. And uh, I got to interview Dan Slott, and he was he was actually pretty cool. But uh, don't don't talk to Octopus. We've already mentioned uh, Venom and Carnage and Electro. Uh, oh no, we didn't mention we didn't mention Carnage. So we mentioned Venom, who's basically you know anti Spider Man. And then uh, the symbiote has a child, or something it's like, and uh, that becomes <laughs> that becomes Carnage, who bonds with Cletus Cassidy, who um, and becomes Carnage, obviously, and uh, which then leads into the terrible Maximum Carnage story. Yeah, Maximum Carnage was the bit where I quit Spider-Man. In the <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, which is great because then I did got to um, miss the second Clone Saga, which was, from what I can gather, just a train wreck of a story. But and that's the, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to use that as my segue into the bad stories. We're just going to do a couple of bad stories because not even someone as awesome as Spidey can't be awesome all the time, and it's not his fault. So. And, and, and there was the night. It was which was a uh, bit of a creative downturn for comics. This is, this is, not, this is not chronological. This is this is in, in the the order of, of just of of how bad they are. But you've got one more time, which was uh, Crusader's shoehorned attempt to reboot the Spider-Man universe. Which uh, that's the sell sell your soul to the yeah, devil so, story. Because so that's So they basically they Aunt May's dying, and so to save her life, uh, just this is just after the back in black storyline. So to save her life. Uh, Mephisto offers to take the soul of their unborn child in order to revert to not only save Aunt May but also wipe the knowledge of Peter's secret identity from the world, and so they agree to that. Or Mary Jane agrees to it anyway. And it's just it's just awful. It's just it's bad storyline, just storytelling. It's bad artwork. It's it could have been done in so many other ways. I mean, if you're so desperate to get Peter into the back to the to the bachelor fun loving days, there's so many other ways you could have done it. It didn't have to be that way. Remember what I was saying earlier about basically quitting Marvel in yeah. the 2000s? <laughs> this, this kind of story is exactly the reason why. And the disappointing thing is it actually did lead into some good stories. Like Spidey actually, you know, it becomes the more you know, fun-loving type stuff. And there's some, there's some good stuff there. But where how it got there is just, yeah, is so just abysmal. But the absolute worst for me, 100% worst, oh, no. is Sins of the Past. Yes. Oh, no, I didn't even mention Spider-Man Reign. Right? <laughs> I've mentioned in, the, in a previous story before. Yeah. So, so Mary, you're wrong. That's the absolute worst. No, no. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Reign is, is bad. But it's like an alternate reality. It's an alternate reality. So, so I'm willing to let it go. You know, like, it's, it's bad because of... You, know, you just ignore it. Yeah, I've already <laughs> talked about it enough. I won't talk about it again. But the absolute worst Spider-Man story for me is Sins of the Past, where they retcon... Gwen Stacy's story to suggest that she and Norman Osborn had a sexual relationship. Consensual. There's no rape or anything. Consensual sexual relationship between a, a young girl and this old creepy dude. And they ha- she has children. They have children of this. It just... Not only is it ridiculous, because there's no way Gwen would do that. Right? It's just... It doesn't actually even make chronological sense. No, there's no like, point If you go back and read those it. issues... She had to have been pregnant for a day at most yeah. for it to have happened because she's only off panel for a day. <laughs> How did this happen? So apparently, you know, she goes to Europe and it happened there. And yeah, she goes to Europe. She was she's vulnerable. in Europe for about she's in Europe for about a week yes. in the comics. So yeah, it, it doesn't work. In it just place. does not work. These things happen in Europe. And then, then there's, it's, that's part of the reason why he uses her as as bait on the bridge. And it's just it's like, come on. And then they do, they do that classic lame thing that, um, like, so, soap operas do, where it's like, not only did she have kids, but we're going to age the kids to adulthood yeah. so that they can show up as bad guys. They, they do, they show up as bad guys. Yeah. And so, so child Gwen, who, is, who looks identical to Gwen, shows up, and Peter's like, 
what the hell? This <laughs> is another, another Miles Warren clone or something. He just gets freaked out and actually contemplates a romantic situation with her and, until, of course, he finds out who she is. Yeah. It's classic Star Wars, Luke and Leia's sort of deal. <laughs> and uh, and the, the male child just, just wants, you know, becomes becomes a goblin type character, doesn't he? Yeah. And just tries yeah. to kill Spidey. It's just, it's just atrociously bad for all of its bad story. Yeah. It just doesn't make just, any logical sense. And I want to point out that it's in that 2004 <laughs> around, the, around the time of the Get over it, dude. <laughs> but it is, it is written by Straczynski and uh, he actually is quite upset about it as well because he was edit- editorial changes you know forced him to do that story yeah. so. however however, his idea was for the kids to actually belong to Peter and yeah. uh, Gwen as well which still doesn't work it doesn't work either but it's still, <laughs> it's still <laughs> Anyway, so that's uh, so that's Spidey. So I just I just want to I just want to finish up the episode with uh, just talking about uh, just, just my love for this character is is it's all encompassing. I mean I I mean I've I've mentioned it before. But, you know, I managed to meet Stanley, you know, one of the creators. It's just it was just amazing. And and yeah, I've got you know Spidey merchandise and stuff like that. But I love the character because of just of just who he is and just who he inspired me to be growing up. Um, I didn't have a lot of role models in my actual life and so I sort of you know being a child of of television I sort of relied on television and stuff like that to sort of teach me my moral compass because I grew up in Heidelberg I mean there's not much (laughs) (laughs) you gotta you gotta latch on to what you can there's not a lot of moral compass in Olympic Village (laughs) in Olympic Village it's pretty bad Uh, so yeah so I mentioned it before how Optimus Prime was a a big influence on me but Spider-Man was the biggest influence he just he 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 helped the helpless and he uh you know, in his quips and, and sarcasm, which probably led to my sarcastic teen years. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably not the best, but you know. But he, he was he was always he was always there to help us if he could, and if he couldn't, he you know he did his best, and and uh, he was always trying to do the right thing. And I just you know I just can't think of any better influence than that. And I love him and always will. And he turned out pretty well. I'm gonna, yeah. hug, I'm gonna hug the DVDs. <laughs> And if you if you if you do if you do have a young person in your life who you want to introduce to Spidey, I mean they might find it a bit hard reading the you know, the classics sort of <laughs> stuff. I mean, and that's totally fair enough. Uh, but um, I, I highly recommend the Ultimate Universe. Uh, so Ultimate Universe it was a reboot of the Marvel Universe and had uh, Peter Parker in there as as, as Spider Man. He uh, actually unfortunately died and was replaced with Miles Morales, who I think is an excellent Spider Man and uh, it's some some really really good Spider Man comics in there to read. Ignore all the ultimatum and all the crossover rubbish. Um, ignore all that sort of crap. But actual the Spidey, the Spidey comics themselves are, are excellent stuff. Ah, Spidey. <laughs> so let's finish up the issue episode. So let's finish up the episode with uh, just coming soon. In cinemas, September eighteen, we get the Maze Runner, which is based on a bunch of uh, young adult novels, which I haven't read, so I can't comment. But yeah. it sounds pretty cool. It's about a maze. Yeah, kind of sick to death of all these you know young teen you know the, the like the Twilights and the Hunger the Games I don't, mind, I don't mind if they're good as long as they're good yeah Twilight's not no, no. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not Twilight has vampires that sparkle worst, worst, worst fairy movie ever <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get animated film The Box Trolls which is about a bunch, about a bunch of trolls that wear, boxes. <laughs> that wear boxes that wear boxes and this little kid that's the, the, the little orphan kid that they adopt or something I don't know I haven't seen it uh, right. Plane, the sequel to Planes Planes Fire and Rescue there's a movie called um, Planes that's yeah. a kids film it was yeah. A, yeah it's from Pixar oh right okay, cool. like cars yeah, it was like cars it was Planes it was terrible <laughs> Absolutely okay. atrociously bad. Right, yeah. but it got a sequel, and it got a sequel. Yeah. Right, cool. Uh, Why does also... that get a sequel and not snakes on a plane? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the House of Magic, which I now suddenly can't remember. I think it's about a haunted house or something. Yeah. That would uh, be anyway, a magical house. Uh, and Sin City Two: A Dame to Kill For, which uh, now that I'm which, looking which to. I've seen. And if you're not a fan of Sin City, don't waste your time. If you are a fan of Sin City, then go check it out. I'm looking forward to it. That's my very short review. <laughs> we reviewed it last, ep- well, last episode. Yeah. Last episode. It's terrific. Check it out. So that's it for, us, for episode 109. It's, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. If uh, Hopefully we've influenced you to uh, check out some Spidey. If you don't like reading comics, you've got any other Spidey films. you, you got the you know, Spidey TV show. There's an animated show at the moment, I think, called Ultimate Spider-Man, which is actually quite cool. Check them all He's out. Everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Hard to find. It's not hard to find, especially if you come to this house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, that's it from me and from the crew, Richo. I've got radioactive blood. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I put enough spiders in the microwave. And I, I got it right. I'm like that other kid. Don't do a Marvel. Don't do a Spider-Man rain deal. 
No, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we uh, Crystal, I'm quitting this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But I'll be back for the next one. Yay! Yay! And our special guest, Silhouette. I'm just picturing that Spider-Man meme where he's sitting at the desk. Yeah. I'm not even finishing that sentence. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, let that one go. Yeah, let that one go, but that's fine. You couldn't help yourself. Bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can write on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for NCPTV on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.